This is Melinda from Eight Bells, and you're listening to the Brutally Delicious podcast. Well, cool. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. So uh, I guess we can we can just jump right in. Legacy of Ruin was released what, like a week ago, week and a half ago. No, it was uh, the 25th of February. Oh, where are we now? I guess we're <laughs> March 29th. <laughs> All right. So recently, within the last month. Yeah, yeah. Now that it's been out, what's been the response to it so far? Has it been uh, pretty good? Uh, yeah, uh, mostly. I think um, there hasn't been a lot of negativity. I read it. There's a couple European reviews where people were like, you know, because we uh, tend to very genre wise um they they kind of frame it as we don't know what we want to do or we're uh not good at any one thing so we're you know jumping around styles or something like that and i'm just like well i mean i guess we we do it we we take what we like from things we like you know so so how much of that do you take to heart then does that just um i mean as an artist does that just go um, Rush right off. You. I've been making weird. I've been making weird music long enough <laughs> to know that, and listening to weird music that, like somebody who says something like that, doesn't really know what the fuck they're talking about. Right. But that's okay because it's not made for them. It doesn't have to be for everyone. And I think metal, and then you know, metal is not for everyone. And then subgenres like you guys are in is definitely not for everyone. But those who get it, get it. Yeah, and definitely more people get it than don't. So that's nice. That's nice to see. What was it like um, writing? I'm, I'm I'm assuming the record was written during the last two years during all this nonsense. What was it like not only writing a record during this, but how much of what we've all been through um, has made its way into the record? I mean, the 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 record is 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 basically about what we've all been through and what we continue to go through and it's definitely started before the last two years these songs span a period probably from you know somewhere around 2017 up to now um uh yeah i mean you know when when trump got elected it, it it sort of changed me in some pretty profound ways um and affected me a lot and then it just seemed like from there it just went to everything went to shit but if you put put it in perspective you know it's we've been you know people have been always been cruel and and greedy so i just don't think i ever saw it so obviously and brazenly uh done (laughs) <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I know you guys are all a bunch of fucking rich crooks. Right. However, um, we've turned a corner in that, you know, you've got average people thinking it's okay or something. Right. Yeah. It's definitely a, an odd climate we live in. And I don't know. I don't know that it gets better or I don't know how it gets better. I mean, you know, there's, so much you know everybody talks about all this division that's going on or whatever and it's like well i mean it's kind of 
always been that way but now there's subdivisions or whatever in like you know you've got like people who are liberal sort of having fights over who gets shit on the most or like who really deserves care or you know and and, uh so i don't know how we uh as you know left-wing or liberals or even radicals i don't know how we move forward and also i i don't I don't know. I don't have a lot of faith that human beings can make the sacrifices that would be necessary in order to like save the environment. I mean, obviously we'd rather hear more about, you know, the misbehavior of Chris Rock. Yeah. Than, like, you know, it's just, right. I'm, I'm blown away at how like, it, you know, and now it's been the way that, Oh God, I just, Sorry, I'm, I'm getting fired get up, but no, that's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I just can't believe how important that bullshit is to people. It's okay. I'm sorry, I'm cussing a lot. I that's, that's not a name. problem at all. It's um, but I think maybe 20 years ago you wouldn't have found this kind of boldness or this kind of weirdness. It's definitely uh the internet and social media that has given everybody some weird platform to espouse their dare I say, uneducated uh, opinions. Yeah, well, it's a nice way for Nazis to find each other, you know? I mean, it used to be that we would, you know, like the the KKK would have to, you know, have a rally or something, and we'd kind of laugh and be like, look at those 40 idiots. Right. You know? And, uh, but now, it, you know, I don't know, networking, social networking. So, I mean, I think there are really positive things about it for sure, you know, and I get, and because I, because I have it and do it, I get to keep in contact with people who I might never meet or, you know, I would never, or I would never, I wouldn't be able to maintain a relationship with those people. And so it's a, you know, I, I'm happy to have it, but there's, you know, I just, I can't be really extreme about like, oh, Facebook is fucked. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, it is, but But it's a necessary evil. Yeah, and it's also a necessary evil when you're in a band or when you're an artist and you need to connect with your fans, right? Especially during a pandemic or whatever. That is the way you connect. I mean, you can log out. Yeah. It's always people always people are like, I'm not doing it anymore, you know, and it's like, that's cool. Log out, man. Like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> log out, right. dude. Right. What um is there a message or something you want your fans to take away from after listening to an eight bells record? Like a takeaway? I mean, the whole purpose of of it is to express, you know, emotion and maybe. uh, Well, I had somebody tell me that when they they listened to the record that um, they didn't feel so alone, you know, that's uh, that's that maybe is the best compliment I've heard. And it wasn't a reviewer. It was, you know, it was a person, a peer who listened to it and and said that that's how it made them feel. And I think that's kind of what it is. It's like calling out into the world, like, you know, here's the here's how we feel. How do you feel? Like Peter Frampton, do you feel what we do? You know, but that's got to be humbling and overwhelming at some point too. like thinking the the shit you went through to write this song and put into this song is connecting with somebody across the world in ways you probably didn't ever even expect, right? Because in the end, it's cathartic for you before it becomes well, I'm a song, sure. right? 
I'm sure that there they have, you know, like we have common things that we've experienced over the last few years, like like us and or like me and everyone. But then also if the, that they can put their own uh, what whatever personal thing maybe that they have that I don't know about and they can feel some kind of comfort or to not be alone or, oh, you know, I can feel angry and I can feel sad and I can feel a tiny bit of hope. Like, you know, I think I just totally rambled, but, um, I know, uh, I like, I I like knowing that, that, that somebody could take it and put it onto their own situation and have it and have it fit or feel familiar in some way, you know? Right. Are you planning on taking eight bells on the road at all? Is that a, is that a thing? I mean, we'd like to, uh, everything's, you know, we're going to have a release show to celebrate our release and it'll be the first live show with the bass player I'm playing with Matt. Um, that's happening in May. Uh, and I'm down to play shows. It's just weird. Cause usually you would have something planned kind of consecutively or near your release. Right. Uh, but you know, we didn't know what was happening and, uh, so we didn't know, you know, we didn't even know if there would be shows. So it looks like there's going to be shows. I mean, I want to go to, to Europe. I've been doing this for a lot of years and I, and I do love to tour in the States, uh, but I, I want to play in Europe too. That's like kind of a, that would be a bucket list thing to get right. there. What's it going to be like to finally get out on stage again after such a hiatus? I think for me, it'll be a little scary because you know it's a uh, it's a little scary in general <laughs> right. and then if you lose you don't have practice you know they, they what do they call it stage legs i don't know yeah you know performance is performance is a completely different thing than practice or recording yeah. or live performances uh kind of like you know you get one chance <laughs> you know but it's also pretty cool because in some ways you know um if you if you have a moment where like maybe maybe you fuck up or something it's so quick that it's also pretty immediately forgotten unlike a recording where you can hear it again and again forever right <laughs> i also think that the crowd is going to be probably more forgiving and wait there's probably going to be way more or much more of an energy exchange right because they're going to be just as excited or if not more excited to be there than you are well, I've been to a few shows now, um, and people seem in general to be very happy to be out and to be yes. running into each other and stuff. And I, at least I, I definitely like was like de- way overstimulated and hi, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's true. But, you know, like Portland also has a, a really supportive uh, uh, music scene. You know, we all we it's just i don't know i've never been anywhere quite so welcoming i don't think that's good so there are a lot of venues and a lot of places to uh and i I imagine there's all kinds of music coming from there right yeah i mean there's a pretty vibrant scene here um you know i would say that my band and most of my peers we all play at pretty much roughly the same venues you know there are lots of venues but um I would say there's a handful that we would play regularly. Our next show is going to be in a, in an art space that's called Azoth. That's kind of out of the way and 
really cool inside and feels more like a it doesn't feel like a anonymous bar you know it mm-hmm. definitely has its own vibe and atmosphere um and i really enjoy that place and it'll be our first time playing there so i'm excited about that sweet so i've i've not um seen you guys live obviously but i'm just wondering because you're sort of categorized as a doomy band do you guys experiment or do the songs get take on a new life on stage because it's sort of into um, that almost like jammy sort of thing right <laughs> um it's less jammy than than you think uh I, I i would like to have that kind of freedom uh i suppose it, you know but no we don't the songs are are pretty well um they're they're composed and definitely like we sort of write the songs by jamming parts and seeing like and then you know sort of like learning how to play parts together and then and then going back and you know deciding how many times or whatever but i think that we build we build kind of a an improvisational feel in some of the transitions at least for me Uh, some of that is not totally set in stone um maybe it should be but uh you know you never know what's going to happen i manipulate a lot of effects and sometimes you know i might have a pedal timing thing or something and then i'm like oh it's going to be like this this time so, um, but, but uh, not, not as much of that as in my past. So I was just curious because that sort of sub genre definitely lends itself to being able to, or at least I think, to be open enough to experiment, you know, within the confines or the constructs of the song you originally created. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like, I, I've done a lot of that. Uh, there's not as much of that in, in this recent music that I've made, though, like Landless and uh, particularly landless and legacy of ruin they're they're pretty well composed but i think they have an openness um it would be pretty cool to like be to to be able to just decide you know hey let's uh keep going with this for a little bit but you know also it's really easy to bore a crowd with that kind of thing um and i mean obviously if you're up in front of people you are not you are not just doing it for yourself so i don't want to be too self-indulgent and i have definitely you know had had that in songs and music that i've been a part of where it's like get to the point man right but you know you know i get i get that more now than maybe in the past so i do find it interesting that you said you guys still kind of and correct me if i'm wrong but are you writing together because that's like a yeah that's an almost non-existent thing there everybody's just sending stuff back and forth and my point being that i think it becomes more organic and more immediate when you write that way as opposed to you know sending a sterile file to somebody across the world or across the country yeah i mean it takes longer um luckily i play i play with people who are uh very good (laughs) (laughs) right Uh, uh it takes me a little while to figure out what i want to do and uh, i kind of have to get a feel off of off the group you know um and also i i yeah i play mostly by ear so i have to hear things a lot and 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 jamming and playing them a lot is kind of how i come up with what i want it to feel like or Mm -hmm. what or, or figure out how does it feel sort of thing and I like doing that together as a group you know somebody might bring a riff um and be like I've been 
you know, and they'll be like, I've been playing around with this or they'll just start playing it. And then we start playing it together. And then, oh, let's make that into a song that feels pretty cool. But it also evolves too from that, right? I mean, at some point, some of it would probably evolve into something that wouldn't have been if I would have just emailed you a file. That makes sense? I think so, yeah. Because I I mean, I, I know, speaking for myself, I feed off of, what's given to me you know so uh and also a riff might change so completely that it's not really the same riff anymore but it started because of something the you know the particular thing that somebody brought to practice right Uh, but it might morph into something completely different and that's okay too like i i'm kind of fascinated with the way that the way that music can happen that way almost like it's magic and it's not any one person writing like an entire song or something and then having everyone else learn a part over it or even worse tell them what to play like I don't I don't really want to do that so I have to make sure that I'm playing with people who have a certain sensibility um about what we're trying to say you know right so it's cohesive at the end yeah so what's next for eight bells and I know you said you got some shows coming up and then what are you planning on from there is or singles is that the uh the goal no we have a we have a festival that we're gonna play that's camping it's like a camping like pacific northwest sort of nature hippie metal festival (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna do that and that's gonna be fun uh we're writing songs we have a couple ideas that we're tossing around um the singles i don't want to release singles unless they're ahead of an album you know right not really into like pouring everything out that might be in an album like not in an album uh but like you know i think only i mean to be honest i've been pretty uninspired for quite a while like uh, i got pretty far away from music in a way like i was close to the to the assembling of it and making it and the artwork and doing all that stuff um but the actual feel of feeling of music or I just I just I was having some problems with feeling inspired I feel like maybe that's coming back now but um we didn't even practice for for quite a while there were periods too where we couldn't practice where we were you know got to stay home or whatever or somebody gets sick and you know sure so I don't know I think it it, I'm trying not to I don't want to I don't want to sort of pressure myself to be creative because I can't, it doesn't work, Right. but it's, it's starting to come along. I'm starting to feel something again. <laughs> I felt like I was kind of stuck in a marsh of nothingness for a while there. What's changing that? Is it just the, that would seem to be coming out of all this nonsense or, or person? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, like, I'm not some kind of genius that like, you know, I have all of this stuff inside me that like, all I have to do is snap a finger and it comes out. And, but like, I get, I get inspiration from the world around me, you know, and if I'm not experiencing the world, I work from home, I stay home. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm not like, even, even if I'm not, I'm not super close to people that I see outside seeing people or interacting with people, um, all of that, all of the, maybe negatives about that and the positives are necessary. I feel like to, to feel inspired about creating anything, you know, it's not like I just, I'm this endless well of ideas or something. I don't know. Gotcha. 
Well, that runs up all my questions. Did I miss something you want to cover? No, um, no. People should probably maybe in, on the West Coast look into the Litha Cascadia Festival. It should be a good time with like, you know, camping and there'll be, I think there'll be like elven people and moss people and <laughs> metalheads. And so I don't even know place. what's an elven person. Well, I don't know. I think there's some people out there that like, you know, will will dress in elf, you know, oh, really? like I saw actually I saw some footage of someone that had some ears on and you know, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting mix of music fans at that. And when is that? Is that this summer? Yeah, it's in June. It spans. Is it the 18th? I can't. Oh, I'm going to try to plug something. I can't even fucking remember the date of it. It's Litha Cascadia and it's going to be in June. Let me look at this real quick. Uh, the 16th through the 20th. So it's a multi-day thing and um you know you you go there and you camp and you see music and performance so there'll be some kind of like performance art type stuff and you know it's definitely going to have a very west coast um you know i guess folk metal thing vibe yeah sure i don't know how to describe it there's no, so that's many, great there's so many nuances to it i'm <laughs> like ah uh, yeah I, I was in job. I was intrigued with the ears. So if I was out that way, I'd come <laughs> <just> for that. <laughs> yeah, well, I just I saw I was looking at footage of just different footage of past ones. And I'm like, oh, look, there's there's some people that are doing some kind of performance art with like and they're they have an entire suit made of moss, like an entire bodysuit that's moss and stuff like that. So it's interesting and it doesn't, it doesn't really have a cosplay vibe, thankfully, but it, it, it definitely, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I don't really, I don't have anything else that I could say about it. I'm intrigued and interested. Yeah. I mean, I'm fun. not making fun of it at all. I'm just, I'm intrigued as well. I don't. I never yeah. I mean, I, I'll, I'll email you some pictures and you'll be like, Oh my God, that's yeah. so great. <laughs> I, There's I'm a creep. I guess people swim in the creek and I'm like, oh no, is it going to be naked? I, I, this is not going to be my jam, you know? Oh, and I know this is going to sound really weird to you, but I'm always intrigued and I don't want to be one, but I'm always intrigued by the people that dress as furries. Oh yeah. I don't know what that's about. That's weird. I don't know either. Is it, but you, is it are you dressing as a kitten or something? Or are you dressing well, you just can as dress, a furry thing? No, like a furry thing. Like there's something. And I'm not an expert in it, and I've actually never seen one in the wild, I guess is the word I'll use, but <laughs> but uh, it's a thing, and I've just always been intrigued. I've seen things online about it, and, you know, what makes it's a, a sex thing. It's a I sex don't know. Is thing. it always? What makes, like, a 60-year-old guy decide to dress like, a, you know, a unicorn or, or whatever? I don't well, know if it is or not. Somebody wanna, what, what, what makes somebody want to dress like a baby? There's yeah. that, too. Yeah, I know. Hey, we're way off topic here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'll talk about anything, but yeah. That's pretty great. But yeah, so that's interesting. You have my, you intrigued me with the ears because I'm always interested in those sort of, um, like I said, not making fun of them and probably not participating, but very interested in <laughs> subcultures or whatever. I was thinking that the closest I would get maybe is that I need to find a cloak to wear. Apparently it gets pretty cold. It's in like, it's in Washington state, you know, and it gets pretty misty and cold even in June. So, oh, I see it, your dog. Yeah. Yeah. He's always around. He's, he's so uh, cute. Well, thank you. He's a, 
Rescue Great Dane. He's only about five months old. Oh my God. He's looking at you. He's looking yeah. at you like, like he you're. Po- he poked his head around every once in a while. So <laughs> anyway, that's all I've got. Thank you so much. Hope that wasn't bad. I know we meandered all over the place, but. No, I mean, I think it's better. We, you know, sometimes people will be so stuck on their list of questions that it gets awkward. I try not you know? to over prepare. I know that sounds stupid. You know, I have the, the basics and then see where it ends up because most of the times the episodes that do really well are the ones where you kind of just go down some dark road, down some road and, that you didn't intend on. And like furries and like furries. Yes. And elviers. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Anyway, thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, be well. We'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. Bye. One Hit Thunder is a podcast where we both celebrate and have a good laugh about bands and artists that had just one hit that we all know. Each week, we're joined by a guest from the world of music or comedy to learn more than you ever thought you would about some songs that you can't forget. And we decide if they brought the One Hit Thunder or nothing more than a One Hit Blunder. Look, if you listen to the show, you're probably going to laugh, and I guarantee you're going to crush next time the bar has music trivia. Tag Team, Jane Child, Meredith Brooks, Looking Glass, Sean Mullins, Eiffel 65, EMF, Crash Test Dummies, Crazy Town, Chumbawamba. We have hundreds of episodes in our back catalog and a new episode each week. So pass the duchy, make sure you're connected, and subscribe to One Hit Thunder wherever you get your pods.